This is a HeadGum Podcast. Getting the smile and confidence you've been dreaming about all from the comfort of your home isn't a total mystery with Bite Clear Aligners. Just don't be surprised if all your friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Bite Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Hello and welcome to the Complete Guide to Everything, a podcast about everything. I'm one of your hosts, Tom. And I'm Tim. How are you doing this week, Tim? Tom, I'm relaxed. Yeah, it's a it's a lovely Sunday. We're recording. We gotta record uh, early because we gotta. You you might be saying, and I'm listening to it on a Sunday, but this is the Sunday before then. Yeah, you idiot. Yeah. So uh, before you before you scream back at the podcast, yeah. why don't you let Tom finish his explanation of when <laughs> exactly you, we're we're recording? Finally, this. you you stand up for me against the listener. That's yeah. all I've been asking. Exactly. Normally, listeners uh, write in about like what a buffoon you are. Yeah, and you disagree with them. Yeah, and I'm just like, send more. Send yeah, more detail like, about boy, this. Yeah, boy, how do you know the half of it? Forward it to Tom and his whole family. Yeah. I send out a weekly digest of all your hate mail to your family. I've asked them not to tell you about it. Well, they haven't. Either that or they're just not uh, checking their email accounts. Yeah. It might be that. You might not have the right email addresses. Uh. My parents still use their AOL account. Good. Well, now I know where to send uh, all of your hate mail. Yeah. Uh, good luck finding it. The address? No, the hate mail. Oh, the hate mail. Oh, all I get is up. love mail. Love love letters, not love mail. Love mail. <laughs> um, yeah, it's a, it's a beautiful Sunday. Uh, very nice. And here we are inside. Yeah, it sucks. It's like the nicest day of the year. This is what we do. Yeah, I'll close that you, window. To the stop, listeners uh, we hate. <laughs> to stop uh, distracting you, I'll close all these windows. Get a real dark in here. Uh, Tom's just kidding. We love the listeners. Tom, I wish you I wouldn't didn't say, say that. Say bad things. Uh, yeah, we're recording this early mm-hmm. uh, and so, often. Well, in this case, yeah, we do record often. Yeah, once a week. Um. Recording this early, we're headed to the UK. You might have just saw us in the yeah, UK. You might be. You might have been like, "What are these guys? How did these wizards over. do this?" Yeah, or you might be uh, still clutching your sides from yeah. how how much you laughed. So, if anything, like, uh, but but in, hopefully it's not like uh, yeah, you laughed a lot because like one of our pants fell down on stage. Yeah, I'll take that. Yeah, laugh. I'll take it. I guess. Yeah, everybody's like, "Look at their wieners." <laughs> 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 so in your situation, both of our pants fell down and our underwear too. Yeah. Oh, you wear underwear? <laughs> uh, yeah, I do, Tim, because we have a underwear sponsor. That now. was last week. I wore underwear last week. <laughs> you were right. Uh, this week, if we don't, if we don't have a sponsor that week, yeah, I go without whatever product that is. Right. We haven't had Blue Apron on in a few weeks. I haven't eaten in in a month, Tom. Oh wow. Yeah. This is why I'm so emaciated. You were telling me you're you're real fat now. Yeah, because I've been drinking a lot. Oh, to make up for uh, yeah. the lack of food. Yeah, I am fat, and I don't like it. I got <laughs> <laughs> I got fat. 
So I'm uh, drinking wine instead of beer now. Yeah. Some might say, why don't you stop drinking alcohol at all? Yeah. And what would you say to them? It's a beautiful, crisp fall day. What am I supposed to do? Not drink. Yeah, come on. <laughs> it's a beautiful uh, Sunday afternoon. I'm in my friend's apartment. Am I not going to drink? It's a Sunday fun day, Tom. That's yeah. what they call it. It's true. Uh, we both have gotten fat. I mean, I haven't noticed you getting fat. I haven't noticed you getting fat either. Yeah. But like you can but tell, we, we, we don't walk around. Uh, we don't go to the freaking like sauna together. <laughs> right. Well, I think also we see each other often. Yeah. So in the same way, uh, getting fat snuck up on each of us individually. Yeah. <laughs> snuck up on each other too. The day before I got... And probably when we go places, people are like, Jesus Christ, look at fucking Tubby and Tubby too. Yeah. This is very they clever even, names they've yeah, come up they with. Yeah, they can't even too. come up with better names. Yeah. Uh, the day before my wedding, which uh-huh. is the worst time to be your fattest. Right, you probably couldn't fit into your dress. Yeah, I went. I went to like uh, get uh, a bagel, which is also part of the problem, Tom. <laughs> for breakfast. So wait, the day before your wedding, you're worried that you're fat, and you're like, "Yeah, I'm gonna go get a bagel." Well, what am I supposed to do? <laughs> well, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna lose ten pounds the day before yeah, my wedding. Yeah, I'm on the treadmill, Tim. Uh, do it like you're trying to make but weight you ever, for like, wrestling. Uh, meet. You walk around and you feel like the weight <laughs> on you. Like, oh no, this is what like. Uh, yeah. This is what dangerously. Uh, yeah, it's fine. Look, everybody's got to do what they do. Mm-hmm. But I was just like, oh, this is like an uncomfortable, um, uh, an unhealthy amount of uh, of of lard on yeah. your boy Tim. And I was like, uh, well, where are you up to now? Six, six and a quarter. Yeah, uh, stone. <laughs> you don't know what that means. That <laughs> no, could I mean don't. even more weight. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, anyway. Yeah. Uh, we got a lot to cover. We got a lot to cover. And, you know, what do fat guys like? They like watching TV shows. Yeah. I mean, fat guys, skinny guys. Uh, but only dull guys, guys. Only men. Yeah. TV's for men. No, well, Housewives Spike watch uh, soap Spike operas. TV's just for men. <laughs> yeah. You're right. Housewives watch soap operas. <laughs> and game shows. And game shows. Yeah. The ones they like the best are the ones where you... Uh, Guess the prices of household right, cleaners then and stuff. Right, because then it's uh, you know, the topics that housewives are good at. Can I uh, just say something? Sure. Uh, if my mother's listening. Uh-huh. When I was a kid, I yeah. watched the game show The Price is Right mm-hmm. all the time. My babysitter gave us uh, one hour of TV mm-hmm. to watch a day. Everybody else chose Sesame Street. You'd right. think I'd choose Sesame Street. No, yeah. Price is Right. And my mom always tells this story because it's a charming story. We can mm-hmm. all agree. But then she's always like, she, uh, she's like, and then you know when he came home and we were like giving him dinner, he'd like point to the paper towels and be like, "Paper towels, seventy nine cents a roll." <laughs> and it's like that, uh-huh. ma'am, mom is a lie. Uh, I didn't care about the prices. Right. They had all like uh the there were like sparkly doors that they'd yeah, open. There was a mountain man. Yeah. There was like there was bright colors and lights yeah, and like that's all what sorts kids of like about, there was uh, a big wheel that you spun. The the price is right. The, yeah. the production design on the games. Yeah, I didn't give a shit about the prices. And then here's my mom t- going out uh, on a freaking speaking tour pretty much. <laughs> uh telling everybody about how all I cared about were grocery prices when yeah. I was a kid. I didn't I can't. I still can't go grocery shopping for my. I don't know what anything's. Uh, well, they, at the grocery store, Tim, they put uh, stickers on that tell you the price. You don't have to guess. I'm that. more out of touch than George H. W. <laughs> Bush at the supermarket. 
uh, freaking uh, amazed at the scanners, thinking right. that uh, a gallon of milk costs eighteen fifty. <laughs> right, uh, and you you thought. You still have to guess the price at the supermarket before they'll let you buy something. Yeah, and I was like, this is a shitty production design. I like the conveyor belt, Yeah, but get some bells and whistles there. You know what I uh, uh, realized when I I was uh, upstate for your wedding, for your nuptials? Yeah, I Uh, was there. uh, Of course, if you can remember it, you weren't really there, man. What? No, Mm. I get it. I mean, We were near Woodstock. Yeah. It was a double meaning. Yeah, um, man. We all got a, a contact high from being near Woodstock, man. <laughs> still, yeah. still 50 going. years later, man. Yeah. Um, no, uh, I went to a Walmart uh, the one night. Cooler than Woodstock, I'd say. <laughs> the original Woodstock. Huh. And uh, the, I think this is, I know this is like the case outside of, not even outside of cities, just outside of New York City, but I'm still like, so amazed when I see it along the George H.W. Bush line is a self-checkout. Yeah. And that's like just the norm. And like literally <laughs> I I got like uh, I was getting snacks at Walmart. Nice. Uh, because of staying at a hotel for a couple of nights. It was like, uh, you know, let's go get snacks. Let's get uh, uh, I got a poncho just in case it rained. Nice. Good work. Thought of everything. You could have like packed a raincoat, Tom. That, no. You could have packed. I'm looking right now. A pile of ponchos in the corner. You could have brought one of those with you. <laughs> those aren't for rain. Those oh. are for something else. <laughs> okay. Uh, no further questions. <laughs> um, but uh, literally, I had all this stuff, and when I got up to like uh, the cash registers, I went to my you know internally. Oh man! You said to, what to your intern? <laughs> <laughs> oh man, I now I gotta check out. And then uh there were self checkouts. So I was like, oh great. You know what? I don't know why I got so excited about it. And whenever I do the self checkout, I always screw something up and somebody has to come over anyway. Yeah, that's what sucks about it. There's yeah. nothing that makes me feel more like an inept old man than a self checkout because it's gone off without a hitch like one time and it's never like when I say without a hitch, it's without somebody coming over and being right, like, yeah. Well, what'd you? Oh, you idiot! And then you like, might still have to try uh, multiple times to get something a scan, but you're not considering that a hitch. No, 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 no. That's not even the thing. Like that's natural. I see that happen to uh, to check out pros all the time. Exactly. If it can happen to them, it's gonna. Yeah. Happen to look, you. I'm I'm not t- I'm not gonna say I'm the I'm gonna I'm not <laughs> walking into a self checkout being like I'm gonna do this better than somebody who does it for a living. Right. Uh, but uh. You know how, like, after you put it in, you had to, after you scan it, you have to put it in a bag on yeah, the thing, yeah. and it has to know that that item's in there? Yeah, it's Why like sensing that? the weight. Yeah, but it's also like, I don't know, if I'm buying one or two things, like, mm. normally I don't even want a bag, and then so it's like I scan it, and I just want to hold it in my hand, and then make my payment and leave. Mm-hmm. But then, like, a man has to come over and be like, why didn't you put the thing on the put thing? It, put it down, sir. Yeah. Look, well, not, why can't you just put something down for two seconds? Because it's mine. I just scanned it. I bought it. It's mine. You haven't Get bought away, it, so you paid creep. for it. Stop lurking at me, looking at what I'm buying. Um, here's what I don't like. I get, you know, we we gotta weigh the stuff, so we have like at least approximately what you're scanning is what this is. So you know, you can't, uh, 
you know, swipe a, a TV or whatever and just put the barcode of a candy bar, it's going to be like, right. hey, there's but why a- don't you just keep, like, it's backwards. Because if you, it's not like uh, swipe the candy bar to prove that you bought a candy mm-hmm. bar, right? Like, then then you wouldn't, you wouldn't swipe a candy bar and then put the TV on the, in the bag. Uh, you They're asking you to prove a negative. Right. It's all very confusing. When I had a problem, so my problem there was like uh, something scanned twice, and it won't let you remove it. Yeah. The, you know, a person has to come over. Yeah, one of the Waltons, the family <laughs> of the Waltons. And that I don't understand. Like, why is somebody, why can't I just remove it off of there and just pretend like I didn't scan it? Like, if I, I could steal something by not scanning it. I yeah. don't understand what the scam could be of me scanning things then deleting them. I think the idea is whether they're doing it or not, they they want you to believe that like every single move is being watched. And that's to some extent true. I think probably like not close to the extent that you assume. Yeah, that's true. Like I I probably I think it's probably just not like not worth it. But if they can put enough things in there where they're like ah 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 yeah, you think like <laughs> yeah, like we don't we don't ever want you to be comfortable. Thanks, Walton family. Let's yeah. go piss on sam walton's grave <laughs> well i mean i don't think it's just uh walmart that did this i think sam walton was long dead by the time this technology even came about all right sorry i retract that S- sam walton was a great man who never ruined my checkout experience yeah, don't piss on his grave well maybe piss on his grave Now that we're done with the segment where you uh, say whose grave everybody should piss on for the week. <laughs> Who was it last week? Walt Disney? Uh, probably. Yeah. Uh, well, let's talk about TV shows. And before that, uh, who was it? Uh, before that, it was uh, Charles Manson, who's alive. Yeah. That was like a preemptive one. I was hoping that between the time uh, that we recorded and <laughs> that it was released, uh, Charles Manson would be maybe murdered in prison nah. with a mop, Dahmer style. Nah. He's, he's got like another cult going on in there. Yeah. Tim, I really wish you wouldn't uh, wish ill on on Chuck Manson. <laughs> it's very unbecoming. Yeah, it's true. <laughs> He's, he's fine. No, I didn't want it for like I don't. He look. I don't care if a man lives or dies. That guy, <laughs> right. like whatever. He's gonna he's gonna live or he's gonna die. But I wanted uh I wanted the grave pissing recommendation to, you know, be accurate. Right. Yeah. It wasn't, and for oh, that well, I apologize. Well, I mean, there's nothing more disappointing than going to a cemetery to piss on somebody's grave and finding out they're still alive. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> But sometimes you can, like, uh, you know, people buy a plot next to a loved one. So you can find, but, you know, if you had a complicated family life, I doubt. Yeah. It's tough. Especially it's tough. if you, uh, you know, you were, like, drinking a, a bunch of coffee before you got to the cemetery or something. And then in, yeah, in anticipation. Yeah, like piss on someone's yeah, grave. You're like, oh, God. <laughs> yeah. Who's the worst person? Yeah. Excuse me, uh, grave digger. Who's the worst person in the cemetery? Yeah. Are there any war criminals here? They rarely ever know. No, the grave diggers, you would think they'd be way more up on it, but they're just like, I'm here to do one job, buddy. Dig a grave. Dig a grave. I'm not here to pass judgment. Most of them are pretty zen about it. <laughs> um, they're like, who am I to say? Uh, the Lord makes fools of us all. Is that a <laughs> phrase? 
sure. Grave diggers probably piss on a lot of graves. Yeah, you gotta. Yeah. You think you're gonna walk all the way to the gate where that uh, bathroom is and <laughs> yeah. unlock it right then... after you dug a big hole? Yeah, that's you're fine probably to piss in. drinking water and Gatorade to stay hydrated. Uh huh. Yeah. No, I think a lot of them drink booze. Oh, booze. Yeah. Oh, then that's even worse. Yeah. Hmm. Well, Tim, it's almost the new. That's uh... why I never want to be buried. I <laughs> Be buried. You're in not going to uh, be shot into space. Yeah, well, I'm not going to. I'll, I'll be damned if I'm going to uh, be lowered into some uh, grave digger's toilet. <laughs> right. Just throw me out in the trash. Throw me out in the trash. Just put me it's it fine. It's what we all deserve. One last, one last dump truck ride <laughs> for the road. <laughs> um, uh, oh, man, I've always wanted to ride in the garbage truck, yeah. and I've always been curious how. Uh, the 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 truck works when it smashes the garbage. <laughs> right, get a firsthand look at it. <laughs> so you're you're imagining of this. You're dead, but you have consciousness. Still. No, maybe that's so how like I another... die. Maybe that's how I die. So. <laughs> so you just want it like perfectly timed of like, well, if it's towards the end. Um, you know what? Instead of hospice, I would uh, prefer to be put in a in a garbage. Truck. Not a bad idea. Yeah. I have a feeling that would be like one of the times where it's like, ah, there's uh, too much garbage in there. We're gonna we're gonna have to uh, run the run it again. It didn't didn't kill Tim. It's uh, only uh, well, then I get to see it twice. Them. Yeah, <laughs> it's true. All right, did anything that I missed the first time? I'd be like, oh man, like that was cool. But oh, cool, we're going around again. <laughs> well, it's uh, almost a fall TV season. Tim, time for. Uh, all the new television shows. It's our annual TCGTE uh, uh, fall TV preview. Um, Tom? <clears throat> we don't have the Entertainment Weekly. It hasn't arrived yet. Yeah, which is absurd. Yeah. We are recording this. In the fall. In the fall. Some of these shows have premiered already, Yeah, Tom. and I don't know, hide or, hide or hair of them. Yeah, so we're using TV Guide, which is actually pretty good. It's a guide... I'm not sure if you know about this, Tom. Uh-huh. Uh, it's a guide that pretty much tells you what's on any time of the day. It's a book about television yeah. that they put out every week, a new book. Um, I'm excited about it. Um, um, I got myself a subscription. Uh, I suggest you get you and your loved ones uh, subscriptions as well. How the hell else are you going to know what's on TV is what they say. There's uh, So this is uh, all the new TV shows, and by TV Guide's count, 86 new TV no, shows. No, no, that's not true, Tom. What? If you scroll through uh, in the gallery, they have like multiple pictures of some of the shows. Oh, nice. Yeah. But these are in perfect- Even better. Alphabetical order, which is which is great because if uh, above all we 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 pride ourselves on organization on this organization show. and uh, completeness. Yes, uh, you want to go for the for the first one, the, the first, first new one. show of the fall television season, twenty seventeen. Nine one one. Nine eleven. And, well, no, it's not nine eleven, Tim. It's nine one one. Is it not the movie starring Charlie Sheen and Whoopi Goldberg? <laughs> no, I don't th- I think it comes out this Friday. No, it's out already, my oh. friend. I'm sure it's doing a booming box office because that's what people want to see. Fi- yeah, finally. Imagine a nine eleven movie uh-huh. starring Charlie Sheen came out five years ago at the height of his like everybody yeah. gave a shit about what uh, Charlie Sheen was doing. Mm-hmm. Man, that ended quick. I thought that would end in Charlie Sheen's death. No, I mean it ended pretty much in the revelation that he has AIDS. 
Yeah, which is sad. Yeah, uh, I think that. Uh, yeah, everybody's like, "Oh, this isn't fun anymore." Yeah, I think everybody was kind of like, "Oh, yeah, no, this is like, uh, yeah, this guy's dealing with a lot of stuff." Yeah, okay, I I, I get why he's like acting uh, crazy. I mean, I, do, I mean, look, I get why anybody acts uh, acts out in the press. Yeah, but I blame us, mm. the American people for paying attention and eventually voting for those people for higher office. <laughs> yeah. And that's how Charlie Sheen... Uh, became president of the United States. Yeah. It's amazing. Uh, 911 starring Angela Bassett. Be careful when you want to watch this TV show that you don't uh, put the the show into your telephone by accident. Yeah, then you'll get arrested. Yeah, you want to put it into your uh, TV, but the TVs, most of them aren't set up for, uh, you know, uh, because they just have a number pad, most of them they didn't anticipate a show that the name of the show would be all numbers. So those numbers on the number pad they control the the channel, not the TV show. Are you explaining this to so grandmas right yeah, now? Don't put it into the. That's what the show mostly is. Uh, don't put the show into the remote either. Uh, you can try it. Fine. There's nothing bad that's going to happen, but but the show you want to watch isn't going to come on. I don't want anybody to get too excited about this because this is a mid-season show. Oh yeah, so it's not even it's not even coming this fall, maybe. Yeah, or maybe it is. Who knows? But what we do know is Angela Bassett's there. Yeah, she's the original. Uh... Stella got her groove back. Yeah, uh, and it's a drama, a drama that revolves around the lives of nine nine hundred and eleven operators <laughs> oh, as they respond to emergency calls. Wow! Wow! So it's an ensemble. Yeah. With it's, a, it's I'd say it's a fairly large ensemble. Now it's just telephone operators. So uh, how can I connect you? <laughs> right, a lot, just a lot of background yeah. actors. Uh, and then you might say to yourself, "Well, I guess that's all the shows to begin with nine. But no, nope. no, you'd be so wrong. Yeah, because then the next did, show. Did we tell people that they could find that on Fox? Yes. And if it's on at nine thirty, just um, put or the, if it's on at nine and it's an hour long, afterwards you can get a nice PSA where they say it's ten o'clock. Do you know where your children are? Uh, and and you if can, you don't, you just call nine one one and uh, Angela Bassett answers. Well, I was going to say you can uh, you can find the show by tuning into Fox or dialing nine one one on your phone. <laughs> um, uh, so the next show nine J K L nine. Just kidding. Laughs. Laughs. <laughs> so already I'm in. Yeah. I'm uh, laughing already. Tom. Yeah. Uh, this Which st- kind of sounds like uh, in the old days when uh, phone numbers were Klondike 5. Yeah. Um, why was that? Uh, it was, it was just 555. Yeah. So it wasn't really a phone number, right? That was always for yeah. TV? Yeah. Okay. Uh, this one's about a guy that looks like Zach Braff, but uh, guess what? He's not. And that's what the show's about? Yeah, he's uh, Mark Feuerstein. Mm-hmm. He kind of looks like Bradley Cooper, too, right? He looks like a a mix between Bradley Cooper and Zach Braff. Bradley Braff. Brad Braff. Uh, he was in Wet Hot American Summer, Tom. Bradley Cooper? Yeah. And Mark Feuerstein. Um... And uh, uh, this is him in a uh, an apartment with Elliot Gould. It looks like mm-hmm. Linda Lavin, David Walton. Uh, sorry, David. I asked everybody to piss <laughs> on your father's grave earlier. 
Uh, Liza Lapira. <laughs> Tim, you can save those apologies for the end of the show like normal. <laughs> All right. Uh, this was a family comedy, Tom. Mm-hmm. It inspired a time in uh, Mark Feuerstein's adult life when he lived in apartment 9K in the building he grew up in, sandwiched between his parents' apartment, 9J, and his brother, sister-in-law, and their baby's apartment, 9L, and his attempts to set boundaries with his intrusive but well-meaning family. It's a, it's a Raymond situation. Uh, a pure Raymond situation here. Raymond in an apartment building, they say. Yeah. This is actually like a, a real throwback to uh, sitcoms, I feel like. Well, it's on CBS. Oh, there you go. And so, uh, from this picture, it's got... Oh. It stopped. It, it had uh, Elliot Gould in his underpants. I so. saw that. I saved that as my background. Yeah. Hey, <laughs> why not? Uh, I've been on the lookout for a picture of Elliot Gould in his underpants for years. What the hell is going on with this TVGuide.com website? <laughs> well, Tim, look. They make TV and books. And they yeah, don't make websites. True. Yeah. It's not TVWebsite.com. My gosh. This thing is, is going haywire. <laughs> uh, I'll take the next show then. Alex Inc. Incorporated. Alex Inc. Incorporated. And so. this one actually has Zach Braff. Yeah. <laughs> uh, they, they went the all out. Has, uh, Bradley Cooper. <laughs> right. Um uh, this one has uh, Zach Braff and Christopher from The Sopranos. Christopher, remember? Okay, this is a this is a show about a podcast. Yeah, based on a podcast for podcasts. It's a lot of uh, podcasting going on, and we're not involved in it. No, and uh, at any step of the way, did Zad Braff, Zach Braff, yeah, Zad Braff, <laughs> come around and say, "Hey, uh, maybe you two. You do a podcast. Maybe you'd like to know about it. Maybe you'd like to offer some input. Yeah, no, they didn't care. They didn't Swear give a care what old Tim and Tom had to if, say. If this TV show, if they talk about uh, pissing on people's graves every week, then I'm really going to be uh I imagine. Upset. That's most of network TV. That's most of ABC's <laughs> well, it's lineup. most podcasts. Yeah. Uh, based on the podcast startup, this comedy follows Alex Schumann. Uh, an inquisitive journalist, husband, and father who dives headfirst into the brave new world of entrepreneurship when he quits his stable job and starts his own business. And apparently, Christopher from The Sopranos is there. Michael Imperioli. And he plays a local mafioso? Probably. (laughs) Remember when we saw him on a panel for his show Life on Mars? Yeah. And people there were acting like Michael Imperioli was the most was, like was look, uh, Bobby De Niro? Yeah, I feel uh, like I, I recognize like yeah, he, I, I I'm I not good at. I recognize he is also an Italian actor who often plays mob guys. Uh, do you get this? I don't understand when somebody's a good actor based on uh, as opposed to when they're a bad actor. I know when someone's a really bad actor, right? But otherwise, when people are like, oh, this per like whenever I see Daniel Day Lewis in a movie, I'm mm-hmm. like. Yeah, it was really good. He yeah. like that seemed like a guy. Like, like that seemed like a guy with the mustache. Abraham Lincoln. Yeah. Um Four scorn seven years ago. But then they'll show like uh or like they'll be like Christian Bale's really good in this one movie, but he's really bad in this other movie. Mm-hmm. And it's like, I don't know. It well, just seemed like the same guy. If he lost or gained a lot of weight, then he was very good in it. Yeah. So anyway, everybody was treating Michael Imperioli like they changed his life, like he changed their lives. You know what? Michael Imperioli is one of these guys that, uh, and you know, there's a bunch of these guys, and I think this is kind of what you're talking about. It's hard to put your finger on that. There are some people, um, 
and uh, I would include what's his name in this? Uh, the the kid from Breaking Bad, the young guy, R.J. Mitty. Not the kid, the the young of the. Oh, the guy that says the b word all the time. Yeah, 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 yeah okay. Um. Where it's like Jesse Pinkman played yeah. by the guy that I just unfollowed on Instagram because all he ever does is post photos of his wife and he's like, "Yo, check out my wife. She's hot, right?" Yeah, and you find, "Yo, that you guys think I'm hot? You, my my wife's hot, right?" You find that disrespectful now that you're married. Exactly. Can't be looking at uh, other. I can't other covet another wife. man's wife. <laughs> yeah, and that's exactly what he's asking you to do. Yeah, Look stars, at my wife. Yeah. Don't you covet her? That's what he's always overtly asking. <laughs> um. Uh, I think he falls into the same camp as Michael Imperioli where uh, uh, most of his fantastic casting. Yeah. Uh, and like the, both of these guys are fantastic in their shows that made them famous. But like when they're in other things, you're like, oh, I OK, you're not like versatile. You're very good at certain things but yeah you're not uh you're not a tom hanks the way that like as soon as sopranos ended he like let his hair go gray Mm -hmm. grew it out to that like stage actors like kind of greasy curly like look i'm an actor yeah always wears he's always he's always wearing what he's wearing in this picture which is a sport coat Uh with a t-shirt yeah and i feel like which i get too because like you don't want like people uh, to associate with you with a character like Christopher. Yeah. I feel like this is this is what he does all the time that something mm-hmm. that he's often pointed out where somebody's like and also we have of course Michael Imperioli here and he does that thing where he like <laughs> he puts his hands together <laughs> oh, okay. puts them up to his mouth and like bows like yeah. and bows like mm-hmm. yeah you know you know like that kind of actor yeah, yeah, thing. Yeah. It's like ah oh, god he's like I have gravitas, and this is what I'll do to kind of like bless the situation. Yeah, and thank you all I'll for, a, for yeah. respect back yeah. for the uh, immense respect I've been given. Uh, Alex Inc., five out of five stars. <laughs> yeah. Starring Zach Braff. God damn it. This as TV himself. Uh, is uh, the Ink Master. Uh, well, I'll do the next show then, Tim, because it's a show I'm excited about Black Lightning. Do you know What's about it? Black Lightning? Uh, I do not. Jefferson Pierce made his choice. He hung up the suit and his secret identity years ago. Is this a spinoff of the show My Secret Identity? No, no, uh, no. Nor is it a spinoff of Suits. You uh, might have thought, oh, he hung up the suit. This is one of the suits. I like to think all TV shows exist in the Suits universe. <laughs> the Suits-averse. Yeah. So, like, uh, it, it goes without saying that everything from everything from 911 to Alex Inc. <laughs> takes place in the Suits-averse, if you ask me. He hung up uh, the suit and his secret identity years ago, but with one daughter hell-bent on justice and the other, a star student, being recruited by a local gang, he'll be pulled back into the fight as the wanted vigilante and DC legend Black Lightning. Tom, can I ask you a question? And look, at, look at how cool he is. Yeah, I'm looking at a picture of him right now. Yeah, he can control lightning. And it's a black guy. Yeah. Now, here's what I have to ask you as a comic book fan, and uh-huh. I want you to to uh, take the fall. <laughs> uh, why is it that every time I see uh, a black man or woman, mm-hmm. uh, let's let's not kid ourselves, there's ne- never been a, a black woman <laughs> in a superhero movie, um, except for Halle Berry in Catwoman. Well, there there is about to be uh, a bunch in uh, uh, Black Panther. 
Yeah, but why? Why this brings me to my question? Why is why? every black superhero have the word black in their? Yeah, title? why do I have to do that? I don't know. Why uh, don't we just make them, uh, you know, regular superheroes without pointing out the fact that and check it out, mm-hmm. they're black too. In case, in case, uh, in yeah. case that's not clear, we'll 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 call you. Uh, there are a handful of non-black heroes that still have black in their name, mm-hmm. like Black Adam isn't black. Uh, well, that's just weird, <laughs> <laughs> right? Because it's not even like uh, you know. <laughs> I mean, his name is Adam, I think. Yeah. So that's just like a confusing one. Yeah. Um, but uh, I don't know. There is actually uh, an article. I, I think it was in like a, a Vulture or something like that that I've uh, saved that I haven't read yet. Uh, no, actually, I don't think it was. I forget where it was, but. Uh, well, uh, if you find out what publication it is, uh, please get back to me. Um, uh, and it was in relation to this, which was a different question, which I feel like is actually like a potentially more interesting question. Cause I think the, the simple answer is just like, Oh, when a lot of these characters were created in the sixties and seventies, it was just like, let's be overt as possible. Like, yeah. uh, let's let everybody know there's a, there's a black guy and here's his name, black something. But uh, a bunch of black superheroes in comics have um, electricity powers. And there was an article about, like, how that happened, why that came about. Because that, I have no idea why. What does this have to do with? Because he's black lightning. He has electric electric powers. Yeah, I mean, electricity is scary. Yeah, but there's a lot of... If you can harness electricity, you win. But there's, like, uh, out of, like, all the powers... For some reason, there's uh, more black superheroes that have oh. electrical powers than anything else. Storm, Halle Berry, your favorite. Uh, Halle super- Berry, yeah. Uh, Static Shock. Uh, Static Shock? Yeah. Uh, my favorite superhero <laughs> is Static Kling. Yeah. He just uh, rubs his feet on the carpet as he comes towards you and then... Nah, just kidding. He's got a, a lot more powerful than that. Let's just leave it at that. This HeadGum Podcast is brought to you by Aura Frames. That is right. Uh, from grandmothers to new mothers, aunts, even the friends of your life, every mom loves an Aura Frame. Holy shit, even aunts? Yes, especially aunts. Oh, well. Because it was named the best digital photo frame by Wirecutter and selected as one of Oprah's favorite things. I mean, these Aura Frames are guaranteed to bring joy to moms of all ages. I believe it. You have an Aura Frame, don't you? Yes, I actually more than believe it. I know it. Uh, I've got one for my mom, my mother-in-law, my grandmother-in-law. And dare I say your aunt? And dare you say my aunt and my aunt-in-law. Everyone's got one. Everyone loves them. I mean, Mother's Day is right around the corner, and there's no better gift than a digital photo frame. You give them the frame. It's got preloaded pictures in there. And you know what? You can update it with an app. So every time you take a new picture of a sweet little uh, person or place or thing in your life, it gets automatically sent to that frame. Exactly. And right now, Aura has a great deal for Mother's Day. Listeners can save on the perfect gift by visiting AuraFrames.com to get $30 off plus free shipping on their best-selling frame. Holy smokes. Excellent deal. Yeah, that's A-U-R-A frames.com. You use the code HEADGUM at checkout to save. HEADGUM. Nice. Yes. Headgum. It's easy to set up. It's loved by everybody, including Oprah, including your aunt. Mm-hmm. So do check them out. That's A-U-R-A frames.com. Use code HEADGUM at checkout to save. Damn right. And terms and conditions apply, of course. Of course. Thanks again to Aura. 
Man, that sunset is gorgeous. Grill, patio, sunset. Hard to get better than that. Unless you're browsing Carvana's inventory while you soak it all in. Oh, burger time. So sit back, get comfortable. Carvana's got thousands of cars under $20,000 just waiting for you. I could stay here forever. Carvana, where car buying meets comfort meets convenience. Download the app or visit Carvana.com today. Right, let's keep plowing through these things. It's fall TV. I'm, I'm psyched. I'm excited. Uh, and, and, and we're still on the bees. Oh. The killer bees is what I say. Hopefully not. Hopefully you don't say that. It's a very stupid thing to say. <laughs> uh, I go next or are you going next? You can go because I'm already in the seas. Oh, okay. I'm one step ahead of you. By the book, a modern day man at a crossroads in his life decides to live according to the Bible based on A.J. Jacobs' bestseller, The Year of Living Biblically. Oh, okay. I remember that. I didn't read that book, but I remember it was I remember all that about book like existing. somebody trying to... Uh, like uh go by like i forget what the examples were. by the book as it says by the book but now it was my understanding that that book was a little bit of a, like uh thumb in the eye of religious folk right. who like, was, took things too literally and it was yeah, like that was always my understanding that it was like i'm gonna like interpret all this literally yeah and, uh, and it's like you want to say uh man should not lie, lie with man means like you can't care about gay people well then i'm gonna like uh, I just won't lie down next to a man. Yeah, or, or no, but like he was just like, if you're gonna take it literally, I'm gonna take it literally yeah. and show you, right? Um, How ridiculous this is! But it seems like if they make the jump to TV in yeah. the U.S., they have to be like, here's a guy living by God's word, right? right. Like, what what <laughs> channel is it and on? It works what out great for him. Yeah, uh, it like, is on CBS. Yeah, so I feel like he's like he does unto others and is giving. Yeah. I have a feeling that and he's rewarded with a place in the kingdom of God. Yeah. Or it's going to be like uh, he uh, misinterprets things comically, but in the end, he learns a lesson. Oh, yeah. That was like the actual lesson the Bible was trying to teach. Mm. Now, is this yeah. a spinoff Don't of. Don't eat uh, ham or whatever. Of, of Ellen, where her uh, bookstore was called Buy the Book, but it was called B U Y the Book. I don't think it is. Because they sold books and they wanted you to buy it. I never understood it <laughs> until years after Ellen was off the air. Mm -hmm. I don't remember why it popped into my head, but I was like, buy the book, the name of Ellen Morgan, her character's uh, mm. uh, bookstore, is a pun, and a fun one at that, a fun pun. Okay. <laughs> is this, so is this it's a not, no. it's not, I mean, it doesn't say, it might be, but- okay. Uh, I, I imagine it probably is. <laughs> All right. What what's your your next TV show? Champions on NBC starring uh Anders Holm, uh Andy Favreau, you know who he is? John Favreau's brother? The the all these shows have podcast connections, baby. The 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 oh, John the, Favreau the uh, Pod Save yeah. the People or Pod yeah, yeah. Save the um, America. And uh, Mindy Kaling uh, is recurring on it. She's not gonna. She's not gonna show up every episode. Well, she's pregnant but... right now, Tim. She's. This busy. is a single camera comedy, Tom. Mm -hmm. It follows this guy Vince, uh, Vinny Chase, I think is his name, a charismatic <laughs> gym owner with no ambition who lives with his younger brother Michael, a gorgeous idiot. 
Oh, I like these characters already. <laughs> uh, the simple life of women and working out is put on hold when the teenage son of Vince is dropped off on their doorstep by uh, Priya, uh, played by Mindy Kaling, one of his old high school flings. Classic two men and a baby situation. Yeah. And uh, is Turtle in it too? Or yeah. Or yeah, all of them. The oh, whole okay. gang. Well, how come they aren't mentioning the synopsis? Uh, John, I, I said Johnny Drama earlier. <laughs> oh, did you? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I think he plays the kid. <laughs> oh, that's great. You know, he's always getting cast in wacky roles that he's not suited for. Man, I miss those boys. <laughs> <laughs> it would be fun. Man, what a great, I mean, you know, a terrible uh, show, Entourage. But it would be an insane thing if they were like, um, we're going to have a, a TV show that's you know gonna have however many episodes like a real tv show but it's a uh, uh set in the world of entourage and it has those characters playing roles in the show yeah that's never been done i'd no. like to see that yeah or like uh i mean i'd like to see it i've cur- i'd like to watch five minutes of it <laughs> yeah like, wow that's weird i can't believe they made that i wouldn't want to watch the first five minutes i'd want to watch five minutes of like episode 11 in, in season be 13 like, yeah once it's gotten going because i think those guys could make something good they're always uh concocting schemes yeah and things always seem to work out in the end so um i'd like to watch uh like uh I think they should start a radio station and actually have the cast of News Radio be the on-air talent. Yeah. There you go. I mean, I don't think there's enough money in radio to do that now. Maybe. I don't know. Uh, The next show I have, Tim, is called The Crossing. And guess what? Steve Zahn's back, baby. Steve Zahn, the most underrated actor in American history, in modern American history. Why do you say that? He's charming in everything he does. Yeah. He's certainly better than uh, 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 Johnny Depp. You think he's ever like, uh, uh, before making love to somebody, he ever says, "I'm listening." Looks like, uh, looks like the Steve's on, like, uh, you know, like uh, soups on, like soups on, but. <laughs> But like uh, his name sounds like on. Yeah. Well, when it when. <laughs> yeah, but like he's on like he's on fire. He's you know maybe he's naked. Yeah. Why? Well, maybe he does that when uh, looks like the Steve's on when he's hit a few uh, three pointers in a row at his uh, at his uh, yeah basketball oh yeah games. And then he might say it looks oh, like the Steve's, Steve's on. on yeah. Right? And then they're like, are you just saying your name? Oh, you're saying, you're referring to yourself in the third person and saying that you're on. Yeah. Oh, I was confused because I thought you only said that before making love. Yeah. Because he also makes love to everybody that he plays basketball with. Refugees from a war-torn country start showing up to seek asylum in an American town. Only the country these people are from is America. What? Oh, boy. And the war they're fleeing is 250 years in the future. Oh, the local sheriff with a past, a federal agent, and a mother in search of her missing refugee daughter drive this allegory with a surprising conspiracy at the center. Whoa, this this is too much too, going yeah, on. Too <laughs> complicated. Here's the thing. And also, like, if you, if you, you know, I'll show you right now. I mean, that's not 250 years in the future. All the, no, it's, a, it's a regular police station yeah all the pictures like you know here's somebody with a gun that's not like a ray gun or anything that's just a regular old shotgun tom you make fun of me a lot 
for saying that uh, I would like to see a Harry Potter book or movie uh, where, you know, <laughs> where nothing happens, where nothing uh, evil happens, right? Where like it's just a semester at Hogwarts because like that's such like <gasps> I know, but that's also one of the reasons why those books are so big because they're like big shut up for si- one second, big in size, a lot of pages because they're telling the story of what happens. They're not. Normally. He, I read that first one, and as soon as he gets first there, one's the shortest. As soon as he gets there, there's trouble afoot, and uh-huh. it's like, let me learn about Hogwarts for a second before you 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 change the way that Hogwarts. Like, no, oh, this is the best way to learn. But this, I think this uh, the Steve Zahn show. It's going to suffer from that. Like, if you're setting it 250 years in the future, yeah. and like you're setting up like there was some like war in America or whatever, don't also make the 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 protagonist have like a, a mysterious past <laughs> right. or whatever. Like, let us learn about this crazy world before you're like, and also like. I also yeah. feel like based on the fact that all the the costumes and everything look uh you know normal they look like a uh, regular you know current day costumes that this is going to be like uh they're going to put this as like a twist in the pilot you know oh. and it's going to be like well no it's not a twist like all the marketing tells me the show takes place in the future yeah and, i mean you're uh, you are getting preemptively mad at a twist that you assume might come i'm i'm not getting mad i'm just i'm predicting tom you're right you got the uh, a vein bulging out of your forehead <laughs> that's always there yeah you should see somebody about that <laughs> it's where i uh, get all of my injections done nice steroids that's why you're always so angry at Steve Zahn TV shows. Well, that's why I'm always so angry at him, but it's also why I'm stronger than him. You want to talk about deception? Sure. It looks stupid. It's got... It's, <gasps> oh, it doesn't look stupid. I read the seventh word in. <laughs> um, it's It's got uh, Jack Cutmore Scott. He'll finish Hedera. Hey, hey, Jack, Cutmore Scott. Yeah, yeah. I, I haven't heard of any of these people. And that's, that's not saying that they're bad people. No. I just don't know who they are. Um, but guess what? David Nutter is one of the producers. He's also the director. Well, and Greg Berlanti is one of the producers, and he produces all my superhero shows. Wow. So you want to explain what Deception is? When his career is ruined by scandal, superstar magician Cameron Black- In. Sorry, that's (laughs) it. Whatever happens. I'm in. Has only one place to return to practice his art of deception, illusion, and influence. The FBI. He'll become the world's first consulting illusionist, helping the government solve crimes that defy explanation and trap criminals and spies by using deception. This is uh, amazing. 100% you know in. The only thing I hope, Tom, is that they're realistic with the illusions. I don't yeah. want this to be a now you see me situation. Right. Where it's uh, like, oh, we do it. And like, show us how you're setting up the tricks. Yeah. Come on. Come on, Jack Cutmore But this Scott. is basically, it's Castle, but with a magician instead of an author. I don't know what Castle is. Ooh, look at the second. He's got cards. He's a he's a, he's a a magician. Yeah, thing. that's how they prove it. Yeah. Uh, Castle, the guy's like a uh, like a crime thriller writer, ah. and he gets embedded in- Like uh, Murder, She Wrote. Yeah, kind of like Murder, She Wrote. Except they've deputized, or he's an yeah, official yeah. guy. And it sounds like that's the thing with this magician. I mean, I can't imagine how many cases, uh, uh, you know, fall down to uh, <laughs> magic tricks being used. And also, like, his whole job seems like entrapment. Yeah. 
Well, that's what it says. It's probably a lot of like, you know, is this your card? It's like, well, you entrap me to make that my card. You force the the card on me. That's what I always say. Yeah. Uh, Whenever I'm watching Penn and Teller's Fool Us. Right. My favorite CW Entrapment. Entrapment. (laughs) Screaming at the TV. You forced um, that card. This is entrapment. How many times do you? How many episodes do you think uh, this show ends with the guy going like, "I guess that was his card," uh, or probably something, all of them. probably every episode, or at least something to that effect? Yeah, a magician never well, like it ends on like a oh, sexy note, yeah. right? And the lady was like, "Hey, uh, you got to tell me how you did that." And uh, it's as they're falling into bed. He goes, "A magician never reveals his secrets." Yeah. And it fades to black, but we hear they're doing it. Yeah, sex on the bed. Yeah, sex on the uh, the classic sex on the bed. Uh, that old trope. <laughs> uh, you know what I like? You know what I think they should make next year? What? Uh, they should get Scott Adams, creator of Dilbert. Uh-huh. And, uh huh. And he'll solve crimes using persuasion. Oh, I thought uh, using uh, drawing comic strips. No, no, no. He he uses persuasion techniques, Tom. So like a pickup artist. Yeah. Scott Adams, the uh, cartoonist that uh, draws Dilbert, mm-hmm. uh, is all about like, uh, oh, I know how to persuade people of stuff. And he's uh, like reinventing himself as like a political commentator. Yeah. But his uh, angle is like, I'm going to use uh, like... Uh, uh, techniques used by ugly weirdos to try to <laughs> trick women into having sex with them right. to talk about uh, why certain people uh, have like risen to power in politics. Yeah. What's your point? <laughs> that's, what, that's the show that I want to see, except now he's using that instead of as a political commentator to solve crimes. So he's persuading people into what? Telling them? He's in the tra- no, he's entrapping them by <laughs> oh, okay. persuading them to do a crime. Oh, to do the crime. And then yeah. catching them in the act. Yeah, that, well, and that's the perfect crime. And that's the name of the show. The perfect crime starring Dilbert, Dilbert Scott Adams. The <laughs> uh, perfect crime starring Dogbert. <laughs> uh, the next show I have on my list, I thought was already a show Dynasty. Uh, Tom. I mean, I know it's a it's reboot. It's an update. But it's I thought a, the update already It's a modernized airing. reboot. I don't care about this, Tom. Yeah, I don't care either. For the people, Tom. This is on ABC. This sounds like it's for us, for you, me, and everybody. Yeah, we're the people. Uh, set in the Southern District of New York Federal Co- Court, mm-hmm. known as the Mother Court. I've been there. Uh, the drama follows uh, attorneys for the prosecution and defense as they handle the most high-profile... Tim, you're I- confused. You're talking about the court you went when you tried to divorce uh, your parents. That was a mother court. Yeah, it's mother court. <laughs> no, no, no. That's why they found in favor of my mother. <laughs> right. Like, no, the, the fact that she... Now, Tim, you just went to the police mischaracterized station. why you liked The Price is Right <laughs> yeah. is not enough for you to emancipate yourself when you're 12 years old. Tim, that wasn't court. You just went to the local police station. Uh, pretty sure it's mother court. This <laughs> this show sounds like Law and Order. I don't, I don't, I don't need this. Uh, oh, it's a Shonda Rhimes... Show. Show. Uh, it's fine. Looks good. What what network is it on? ABC. Oh, Always yeah, be. For the people. Closing. Uh, the next show I don't have much to say about either because uh, it looks good. I want to see it. Ghosted. 
starring Adam Scott and Craig Robinson. Yeah. Um, let's just say they sponsored this show, Tom. Uh, a, a cynical Fox for some money. A cynical skeptic, Robinson, and a true believer, a genius true believer, Scott, in the paranormal, are recruited by the Bureau Underground to look into rampant, unexplained activity in Los Angeles, all while uncovering a larger mystery that could threaten the existence of the human race. This is basically Ghostbusters with two funny guys. Yeah, which is, look, the original Ghostbusters Mm -hmm. had two funny guys. (laughs) Um, And then... uh, the new Ghostbusters had four funny ladies. I think they were all funny, right? Yeah. Which one didn't you like, Tom? Uh, I'm not a huge fan of Melissa McCarthy. Really? Yeah. I think she's. Uh, I think she's one of the best we got, Tom. One of the best comedic minds. Well, she's like now probably like uh, the biggest name in those movies. Anyway, what were we talking about? <laughs> Ghosted. Yeah. Yeah, seems fine. Uh, All I'm saying is Dan Aykroyd isn't funny. Has right. he ever been funny? Yeah, Dan Aykroyd. When was, was very, Dan Aykroyd in funny? In the 70s he, and 80s, he's very funny. Well, well, name one role Dan Aykroyd was funny in, and he's fine. He's a good man. He's not a very, not really a good man, but <laughs> when uh, uh, on SNL when he was the guy song bag of glass. Okay, yep, you're right. <laughs> he played a great scumbag back yeah. in the day. Okay, great. Uh, the next one is the gifted. On Fox. And before you think, uh, what is this, a show about people, uh, you know, boys opening toys on their birthday? It's not. It could be boys opening their toys on Christmas. Is Uh, this a Christmas-themed show? No, Tim, it's an X-Men-themed show. Oh, brother. The series follows two ordinary parents who discover their children possess. You don't have to keep talking about this. You don't even know what their children possess. You're not going to believe it when you hear it. Mutant powers. Forced to go on the run from a hostile government, the family joins up with an underground network of mutants and must fight to Nobody survive. Nobody wants to watch Everybody this wants show, to watch Tom. it. Tim, it's got x mans it's got mutants, it's got powers. Uh, um, it's got a blind, a blonde child looking very surprised in this picture. What more could you want? Yeah, I don't know. A lot? <laughs> I like my mutants uh, with their faces all melted, like the Toxic Avenger. <laughs> Those are different types of mutants. <laughs> the way you're <were> like, <laughs> all right, but we all know. <laughs> well, yeah, we do know. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that's all. It's it's very it's very fun to make jokes, but uh, <laughs> come on, Tim, you're 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 spreading some dangerous ideas here. Well, I mean, like Toxic Avenger. That's like a real mutant. I call him Toxy. Yeah. What do you mean a real mutant? These like that uh, could X-Men... happen to somebody. He fell in chemicals. If somebody falls you would in chemicals, now you might get some powers. Yeah, maybe if you have a mop. Yeah. Beat Jeffrey Dahmer to death. <laughs> he wasn't beaten to death. He was stabbed with the mop. Was he? Yeah. Yeah. You know why? I mean, because I... <laughs> he tapped somebody on the shoulder and then pretend like he didn't. That's not what was, that that's is not how Jeffrey Dahmer. That's not why he was killed. Yeah, what? He was, he was a killed stinker. because he was a, a pedophile cannibal. Yeah, but he was also a stinker in jail, and that was the last straw. <laughs> so, so in your world, they, we've talked about this on this show, Tom. Not that some, not that he tapped somebody and pretended he didn't do it, and they killed him. Yeah, that was the last straw for whoever killed him. It 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 
uh, scared me off tapping people on the shoulder, <laughs> pretending I didn't do it. Well, you're good. Not, you're not a cannibal. You don't have to worry about it as much. He also got a bum rap with that cannibal stuff. He <laughs> ate like a little bit of Wumpers and just to what see what you? it'd be like. <laughs> I had no idea you're such a Jeffrey Dahmer I'm not an apologist. I think Look, he was. I, I told him to piss on his grave, Tom. <laughs> Yeah, but now you're trying to portray him as a just a curious stinker. No, but everybody's like, oh, everybody's like, oh, he ate a whole bunch of people. No, he he sampled one bit of one. Yeah, like person. I said, a curious stinker. It's a curious stinker. It's fine. <laughs> I mean, it's fine. Look, he's dead. Everything worked out. Yeah. Good Girls on NBC, uh, starring Retta, and this. And uh, Mae Whitman and Matthew Lillard and Reno Wilson, uh, three good girls. Suburb- God damn it! This TV dot com website keeps crashing. I can read it. Three good girls, suburban wives and mothers, suddenly find themselves in desperate circumstances and decide to stop playing it safe and risk everything to take their power back. That's a very vague. Uh... Uh, scenario. What? What's the desperate circumstances? I don't know, but here's the thing. And I'm ha- intrigued. And what do they risk? I'm intrigued. Yeah. Uh, because there's uh, mid-season though, so you're gonna have to wait to find out. There's more. a pile of money on the table here. Oh though, yeah. And there's two funny people in the picture. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. Uh, in the next one, there's there's uh, a bank robbery. It a robbery. Like. It looks like. Uh, or maybe not a bank. Yeah. Maybe like, like maybe it's a, a preschool or something. Yeah. Um, Tom, mm-hmm. I'm on board. We'll have to wait to find out more. Yeah. Find out next week. The Gospel of Kevin, a one-hour dramedy. How do we get screeners for these things? I'd watch these shows. Especially The Gospel of Kevin and that other (laughs) one where the man lives by the Bible. The one-hour dramedy revolves around Kevin, so that means you're going to laugh and you're going to cry. A down on his like man. You don't always cry at a drama. Sometimes you just... You know, sit stone faced. I watch all dramas just sitting stone faced. Man, these shows. You know what, Tim? Uh, network TV is realizing. I think that they they can't compete with the, like the HBOs and Netflixes and Hulu's and Amazons of the world, and they're doubling down on certain things because this show, uh, uh, one hour dramedy revolves around Kevin, a down on his luck man who is tasked by God with a mission to save the world. I mean, that was uh, like Joan of Arcadia, right? Is that the name of that show? Yeah, I didn't watch that show, though. Yeah, but like, here's the thing. I don't want everybody trying to out-gritty each other. Yeah. Sometimes I want God to tell Give a man, a man to, a mission. Yeah. That's what my life is like. I would be more- I like to see my life reflected (laughs) on network television. I would be more interested in a show like that if it had- I'm trying to think of what show was like this- like uh, you know, at the at the beginning and end of every show, it's him sitting out with God. Oh, really? No, that's why I would like. See, uh, you perked up. Yeah, I did. If I, I was pitching the show, I'd be like, "And get this." Unlike those other shows where like it's real vague. Now our show's got God in it. Let me ask you this, Tom: Do you get the real God? <laughs> if you can, that if might he, be an expensive show if to he's, produce. It, uh, if he's available, yeah. I mean, I don't think he's in anything. I think he set set this pilot season out. Mm-hmm. But uh, if you can, if you can meet his price, I highly recommend getting God in your production. Yeah, and uh, and uh, it, 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 for like, no other reason uh, than this, marketing, with starring John, whatever, as Kevin. 
uh, and God as himself. And then he capitalized the H in himself. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You got it. Yeah. But then, boy, that's going to, you know, people are going to be interested in seeing what God looks like. Yeah. And they're going to watch your TV show. I, I, You know what? It would take balls, but I, I got them. Um, <laughs> I think I'm going to, if if your show goes into production, uh-huh. I think I'm going to read for the role of God. Uh, in my show. This isn't my show. I think very. <laughs> no, the one that you're pitching where God, oh, where he where talks God's to God in the, the show. Yeah. Okay, yeah. I'd like to play God. And even if God's, you know. And then well, it's then like, we well, can say God as himself. Yeah, but but starring Tim as God, <laughs> as himself with the with the <laughs> right. Uh, well, you know, it, it's gonna have to wait till I. And pitch I'll just my, go by uh, one name like God does, Tim. <laughs> I'm gonna have to uh, wait until I can pitch the the Gospel of Kevin reboot. <sighs> the next show, Instinct. 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 Okay. On CBS. Uh, it's got Alex coming, uh, a former CIA operative. I'll be Alex going. Thank you very much. <laughs> a former... C- another CIA. Uh, shut show. the hell up. A former CIA operative who has since built a normal quote unquote life as a gifted professor and writer is pulled back into a his normal old quote life. unquote life. Uh, normal. Oh, the quotes are on quote, normal. Normal unquote. Okay. Uh, he's pulled back into his old life when the NYPD needs his help to stop a serial killer on the loose. Enough. Based on James Patterson's upcoming oh. book. Well, now I'm Kevin coming again. <laughs> All right. <laughs> L.A. to Vegas, mid-season. Set on the Friday night flight from LAX to Vegas and the returning flight on Sunday, it follows a group of underdogs. Oh, this is a. I'm not going to want to watch Trying this to show. find their place in the world who all share the same goal to come back a winner in the casino of life. Guess this which happens network? Every week? Guess which network this show's on? Fox, baby. Yeah, it's on Fox. Of course yeah. it's on Fox. All right. Goodbye, everybody. <laughs> I think this is going to have to be part one. I'm sure there will never there be will a never. There will mark my words. There will never be a part two. Yeah, of this. sorry, TV executives with uh, shows. You know, you gotta run your show like they run the telephone booth and get uh, the telephone book. But uh, you're right. <laughs> uh, yeah, maybe let me start, finish. Maybe you should start run more it. shows with hashtags. You ever think of that? Run your TV show like a telephone booth. Have a telephone book in there and alphabetize them by, uh, you know. Name of show. Yeah. yeah. Well, by the name of the show, but the thing they're missing is if you want to get people like us to cover it, you got to name your show AAA Amazing Show or something. Yeah, or hashtag AAA Amazing Show. Or, or number one best show. Uh, what's another thing you could put in there? Uh, ampersand. Well, you wouldn't need to put that at the end, but sometimes I'm trying to remember an example of this. You can put like a little more information in the title. Please rate. Please rate and review. That's the name of the show. You can find our show at TCGT.com. Yeah, not not to be confused with uh, me and Tim's reboot of uh, the Gospel of Kevin. Yeah. TCGT.com. You can email us at Complete Guide to Everything at gmail.com. You can follow us on Facebook, Facebook.com slash Complete Guide. You can follow uh, us on Twitter at Complete Guide. You can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Tom Reynolds. You can follow me on those. It's at your pal Tim. 
And if you want to support the show, you can support our sponsors. You can also check out tcgt.com slash Amazon for your Amazon shopping. And you can check out tcgt.com slash pledge for our Patreon with a bunch of fun things like uh, bonus episodes and postcards and live hangouts. You name it. As long as it's one of those things, it's in there. Uh, Tim, what, what's the... What's the, what's what's the sh- scuttlebutt? What, what show are you excited about? Uh, that's coming back. Maybe Kevin can wait. <laughs> Tim, but Tim sure can't for it to return. Right. Yeah. It's got a song by the the understudy of Billy Joel. It's a theme song. Oh, it well, does. not the understudy. The the, the guy that rehearses with them. The, the guy, the guy from, from Big, Big Shot. Shot. Yeah. yeah, the Big Shot from Big Shot. The Big Shot himself. Yeah. I, and this uh, is how the theme song goes. What about you? Sam? I was not aware that the guy from Big Shot wrote his own songs. Oh yeah. All right, and they just all sound like Billy Joel? Yeah. Can he do Billy Joel songs in different eras? Why would you get a, a guy from a Billy Joel cover band. I mean, I get that now he's like in Billy Joel's band and everything great. He's got the uh, the rock star uh the Mark Wahlberg thing going. Great for him. Don't have him write your TV show theme. That's get, fine. Get Billy Joel to do it. You know how much you'd have to pay Billy Joel to do it? Billy Joel tweeted it's about it. It's worth it. It's worth it. Yeah. Billy Joel doesn't tweet for himself, first off, and you know that. Yeah. He doesn't pretend to, though. It's always like, Billy Joel said this. I'm pretty sure it's the big shot guy tweeting for BJ. Hey, okay. not a bad gig. Yeah. If, right. Yeah. Right. What were you going to say? If what? If, if you can get it. <laughs> See you next week. That was a headgum podcast.